In its quest to provide an open forum for discussion of controversial issues, this station allows hosts and their guests to express themselves without any significant censorship. You're advised that any views expressed by the hosts or their guests are not necessarily the views of Tuggy Entertainment or its partners. What if, with the right mindset, anything is possible? Join us now and find out how. It's time for the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka. Join us as successful life coach Marla Tabaka is here to inspire you and her clients to explore, discover, and live your dreams by developing what she calls the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, Marla is here to inspire you to take action on your dreams and reveal secrets to success that will help you realize your own unique power with the Million Dollar Mindset. Today, she'll share heartwarming stories, teach you tips and tricks to building a successful business, plus how to unlock the secrets to creating a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset. And now, here's your host, Marla Tabaka. And welcome, everybody, on this wonderful Monday to the Million Dollar Mindset. I am thrilled to bring you a guest today who is going to solve one of your most challenging business issues. Okay, so listen up. Whether you're a solopreneur or you lead a global business, today's guest believes that small, subtle shifts in the way you deal with the most difficult people and situations can actually transform your business into a highly successful, thriving enterprise. Marilyn Subtle specializes in creating what she calls those subtle shifts in people's beliefs and behaviors to produce breakthrough results, giving organizations like yours the ability to weather in any economy. And boy, don't we need that today. Marilyn Subtle is a success coach and international speaker who has proven, who's proven track record for helping professionals succeed by fueling passion, purpose, and unbreakable unbreakable bonds with customers. And that that is just key to success, right? Creating that wonderful customer service platform so that they'll keep coming back and they'll tell everybody else about you. Marilyn's impressive client list includes Fortune 500 companies like Ford Motor, Blue Cross, Blue Shield, and Kimberly-Clark. She's also the president of Subtle Enterprises, a personal and professional growth training firm based in Metro Detroit. And she's the co-author of bestseller, Who's Your Gladys? How to Turn Even the Most Difficult Customer into Your Biggest Fan. And her new online course is the Customer Service Roadmap, and it offers a blueprint for growing sustainable businesses through customer care and inspired leadership. Now, Marilyn Sage Advice is offered today, this week, in my Inc. column over at Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco. So make sure to check that out. And we're here today to expand on the topic of turning those pull your hair out type of customers that we've all encountered into your most vocal word of mouth advocates. I would love to welcome Marilyn Subtle to the Million Dollar Mindset. Hello, Marilyn. Hello, Marla. Thank you for having me here. Well, I've been so excited. Your article went up this morning, our interview, and I'll tell you, it's getting some some great feedback and response in social media. So that really tells me that this is a hot, hot, hot 
topic, girl. Oh, yes. Our emotions get really triggered by certain customers. <laughs> yeah, they do. And Marilyn, you're known as the woman who can take even the most difficult customer and situation and turn it into a happy, healthy, and prosperous outcome. Tell us a bit about yourself and how you how did you gain this knowledge and, and get so smart? Oh, well, you know, it's I started with my mother when she when she saw the book, she said, I'm Gladys. Oh, no. <laughs> She's that challenging customer. So it could be subliminal. I don't know. But I did study <laughs> the human dynamics and, and personal development for many years. And this field, yeah, I even did parenting programs. So, I mean, there's nothing more heart-wrenching than this child you love who's having a tantrum. And then when you look at the client who's bringing your livelihood, who's having a tantrum, there's a lot in common. <laughs> there certainly is. There sure is. And sometimes you have to bring out that mama hat to deal with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, and there's some really simple things you could do. That's the good news is that there's some simple things you could do. It just doesn't feel simple because all your, your emotions are triggered so much. Right, that ego gets in the way, right, and uh, mm-hmm. and you feel kind of up against the wall sometimes, and it's it it can be very very difficult. So you call these shifts, Marilyn Subtle. You call them subtle shifts. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us, give us, give us some insight into subtle shifts. What do you mean by that? Well, most people think it is going to take a monumental effort to make something work or to change your culture of your company or the way you do things so that you get more business, that it's going to take something really hard. And the truth is a smile, an expression on your face, and something as simple as saying, thank you for telling me mm-hmm. when something goes wrong. It's those small shifts in the way you do business that can turn somebody from just satisfied and you're just another place they do business to, oh, my gosh, I've got to tweet about you. I've got to write this on Facebook and tell all my friends. Yeah, yeah, it does. You know, ironically, I had one of those experiences this morning. Um, the, The pullout tray on my desk for my keyboard has broken, and I've been using my keyboard on top of my desk for like a week and a half, and boy, am I starting to feel the effects of that. But I can't find, you know, the darn pull-out tray or the hardware anywhere, and so I tried to find the the uh, manufacturer and couldn't even do that. So I called up one of the places that carries this line of desk because the place I bought it from is closed, and she said, no, we don't carry any replacements or hardware or anything, but all you have to do is blah, blah, blah. And I said, oh, I've already tried that. And she goes, here, let me try and she goes into Google and she starts Googling information for me so that I can find someone who carries these parts. And she did it with such a cheerful attitude. Right. It doesn't take a lot. But yeah. Are you a raving? It sounds like you're a raving fan there. See, right here on the podcast, I'm talking about the woman. And if I could remember the name of the company, I would say it. <laughs> I searched so many. But, you know, it did. It started my day off. And I thought, what a, what a perfect reminder before this this uh, podcast that we're going to have today. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, as you're saying that, I'm thinking about uh, something that kind of went viral, I'd say, all over the Internet for a while, was something as simple. There was a three-and-a-half-year-old little girl who 
wrote to a grocery store that had something called Tiger Bread, and she said, why is it called Tiger Bread? I think it should be called Giraffe Bread. Signed, and she had her name three and a half years old. And, she, you know, it's just a cute thing. Now, they could have gotten it and chuckled, and that would have been the end of it. But the sales manager saw it, and he wrote her a letter back. And he wrote, uh, that's a great idea. It does look more like Giraffe Bread. And then he went on to say, here's a here's a $3 coupon so your mom can buy you some. And he signed it um um, Jason, 27 and three quarters. You know, it's just adorable. <laughs> but here it is. It's like he did not have any idea that that was going to get that a picture from a cell phone. You know, you grab your phone, you take that picture, you stick it on the web, and it's everywhere now, along with the grocery store name, because of that extra something that somebody bothered to do. It was a small thing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And, and things like that can bring... It, it, it can be fun, it, you know, it just yeah. can bring light into your day and just be so much fun. I went into a lo- little local grocery store the other day and I was looking for um, brown rice flour. And mm. I asked at the desk and they said, well, let me call the manager. So he comes out and he takes me over there and starts talking about gluten-free cooking and how he can <laughs> all these flours because he's gluten-free. And he teaches me about all these other kinds of flours I can use, which I had no idea. And, mm. uh, you know, now I want to go back. You're so right. So, Marilyn, you, you have worked with companies from Fortune 500 impressive list companies um, to the solopreneurs. Can you tell us... It, off the top of your head, do you have any horror stories like this you can share with us and how they might have been transformed? Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> well, I, I have to start. Well, I could tell you about one client I had. She brought me in. It, she was a director of a library. And, you know, libraries, they have a small staff, and they run their little library. Well, they had been given a mega library, one of those big buildings that has the auditorium in it and, you know, two floors and they could fit a car in the lobby, you know, those type of specialty libraries. But by the time it was built, um, it was a disaster because they couldn't no longer afford to staff that building. You know, economic times were tough. And so what they realized is they were going to have to take the same small staff and make it work over there. And so she called me in, and I worked with her. I consulted with her for a year because she was like, how am I going to do this? Well, it was not the big, okay, everybody, let's get together. This is what you're going to do that was going to make that change. It was small shifts in the way she focused on the desire that they wanted, which was to make this library work. And I had her bring these employees in and put all their worries on the table instead of having it go underneath like a soda pop bottle. You shake and shake and shake and you think, hmm, you know what's going to happen when you open that, right? Right. <laughs> they were upset. They were worried. They felt angry that they were going to have to take this on and work so hard. And so we had them create the culture. We had them be a partner with us along with the community. How can we make this work so that you could get excited about it? Given the situation we have, is there a way to make it happen? And so we went through it, you know, some some specific things, some exercises, some, you know, taking ownership of what's going to happen at each and every customer touch point. And one year after they moved into the building, they became library of the year in customer excellence. Now, that is really hard to get. And they did it with a teeny tiny staff. 
No way. That's amazing. Well, wow. it's because of the way we're celebrating successes yeah. and just tiny acknowledgments. You know, the people who work with you to support you in this business that you, your love or this is what you wanted to do with your life, um, those people will support you if they feel supported. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if they feel included, right? You said that magic word, culture, and that is so important in building any kind of company is your corporate culture and and getting your employees, even the people you outsource to, on board with your culture. And one of the ways to do that is exactly what you said, right? Is bringing them on board with what's going on and get their feedback and their input and make them a part of it. Oh, Yeah. And, you know, the, every company has what they call, this is the way we do things. And mm-hmm. once that's established, that's the way they do things. So when yeah. you want change, unless the people who are doing it are a part of that change, it's very hard. You, you can't demand force and instill it without creating a... undercurrent of of negativity. And Marilyn, here we are going into our first break already. We'll be back with Marilyn Suttle in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life. Through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Why do I feel so lousy? Why are my medications working? Why can't my doctor figure me out? These are just a few of the questions Dr. Kevin Connors will be exploring in Dr. Kevin Connors Live on Toginet.com. The author of the book, Help My Body is Killing Me, solving the connections of autoimmune disease to thyroid problems, fibromyalgia, depression, ADD, ADHD, and more. He'll dig into these and many other conditions to dissect the mechanisms of your problems. Giving God the glory and looking for answers to make you look and feel better, to make you feel whole again. For more on him, his book, and the show, check out UpperRoomWellness.com. Never be satisfied with a diagnosis. There is always a reason behind it. And if you can alter the mechanisms that led you down your current path, we can change your future. It's Dr. Kevin Connors, live here on Togginet.com. Get ready to learn and play with Mrs. A, your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Did you know that kids are only 20% of the population, but they are 100% of the future? How are you preparing your child for that future? The years between the ages of 0 and 6 are crucial for learning and development. Barbara Allison is a teacher, parent, and author on supporting children's early learning. Learning starts even before a child is born, and parents are children's first teacher. Join Mrs. A for ideas, tips, and suggestions for fun learning and play activities as she helps you support your child. Starting early is starting smart. For more on Mrs. A, her books, the show, and her blog, check out her website, 123kindergarten.com. Then, come learn and play with Mrs. A with your host, Barbara Allison, Mondays at 11 a.m. Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. 
And we're here with success coach and international speaker, Marilyn Suttle, on the topic of turning your most difficult customer into one of your most vocal advocates. And uh, Marilyn, going into break, we're talking about culture and creating that company culture, even if if you outsource, right, um, and you have people who are contractors who are in touch with your customers, it's important that they handle the customer in the same way that you would. That is, if you're good at it. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Because anyone who has the face-to-face or the phone-to-phone or email-to-email direct contact with them, they are representing your company. And that's the person who, you know, they don't do business with a business. They do business with people. So they're critical. So, so what can a business owner who is growing their business, bringing on employees or outsourcing more, how can they best equip these people who are working with them to represent their company in a way that they want the company to be represented? Well, there's a lot to that. I mean, and again, it's very simple. Be really clear about what you want and how you want it. And then don't be the boss of it. Encourage them to be part of that that vision. They can instill their ideas into that vision. You have the central focal point, like uh, what is it? Happiness is the central focal vision for. Is it Zappos or uh, who am I thinking yeah, of? Yeah, making, right, yeah, right. Zappos making their customers the happiest customers on the planet. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So now that that's the center focus and then they en- enroll their employees in finding ways to make that happen so they they get to be part of that culture mm-hmm. that they actually create their own signature ways to increase and improve that in the world so but there's the other piece is make sure you're hiring properly are you hiring people that have the mindset for that because not everybody is is equipped to give that kind of service. Well, how how can you possibly know that going in? You know, magic? I, mm-hmm. I love I love that question because I you know I did a lot of interviews uh, a year talking to successful companies to see how do you do that, yeah. seeing what do they have in common, how do they create it, and Singapore Airlines has a really unique way of doing it. They'll bring everybody who is going to be interviewed into a room and leave them there, and they'll have a tea service in the center of the room, and they'll just leave them there for a while. Mm-hmm. And they only the only people who get a second interview are the ones that serve tea to the others or ask the others, would you like, can I pour this for you? Uh, they're looking for people who have it in their bones. Wow. Well, maybe in, Singa- in Singapore they'll find people who will do that, but I wonder in the U.S. <laughs> Well, you know, it's funny. My co-author, you know, she was hiring for a long time in a in a boutique um, TV production studio. And what she would do is she would ask the person to wait, and they'd be sitting down, and she'd always make them wait maybe ten or fifteen minutes longer than they expected to, specifically to find out from their receptionist how did they handle the, the delay. Were they annoyed? Were they complaining? Did they pace and be annoyed? You know, they, those kind of Triggers into how do you respond to the situation make a big difference. Okay. And, that, you know, there's one other thing I thought was so brilliant that um, I've seen over and over again is don't just hire the person. They might seem perfect. They might have the best credentials. But have the people who will be working with them interview them as well because then you have buy-in from the team and you won't have – 
that, oh, why did they bring that person and the jealousy or the backstabbing, all of that goes away if they were part of the decision to bring this person in. Mm-hmm. I used to do that when I owned a, a local coffee house and I had about 15 employees and I would always have my lead employees interview the next uh, the next uh, cashier or barista. And I'll tell you what, you know, even though these, these employees, as you can imagine, were kids, and I don't think I had any, well, I had a couple older people, but most of my employees were like 19 and under, they came up with some amazing insights and mm-hmm. it was a really good practice that team interview yeah good so do people ask i'm on this kick with this particular question you'll forgive me because i have like three clients right now hiring new employees and i I Uh, love helping them (laughs) sure so i know this is so important are are there are there types of questions that you can ask in an interview that will give you some insight into how the person would handle a difficult situation other than the standard tell me about the most difficult situation you've ever handled you know and how you did it <laughs> mhm well and the, that is this the standard one but give them scenarios give them some of your typical scenarios what would you do in a case like this and then you you might say you know that you know the customer really wasn't was right and we made a mistake and they're you know they're ranting and raving um, or they're completely wrong and they're completely wrong and they're they're going off you know how do you handle watch their body language as much as the words they say because the words they say are one thing but if you see the eye roll or if you, you know they, you know that they're thinking oh my gosh that kind of customer well that says a lot about how they really feel and what you believe inside is what shows up on the outside more than anything you say yeah, yeah, most definitely. I don't think it's that difficult because it's 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 really hard to check your body language at the door, especially when you're in an interview situation where you're nervous. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and even so, you might do really well with the. It might, people can get through the cracks, and this is where it's really important, you, you know, to hire slowly but fire quickly. If the person's mm-hmm. not a fit, and you. Give them some corrections. And if it's not a honeymoon when they're there and where everybody's in love with each other, it's probably the wrong person. And you can only invest so much time before you move on and let, set that person free to find a job that's right for them right. so that you can keep your culture strong. Mm-hmm. Very, very important. So any more stories for us on, on how you were able to help one of your clients really make a significant difference in, in how they care for their customers or deal with difficult situations? I love hearing the stories. Oh, yes. Um, it's so funny, the things that strike people. I was doing a workshop for um, a college. And, you know, don't often think that students are customers, but in today's market, the colleges are scrambling to win over the people coming to those schools. So I had uh, I had a lot of the staff that were dealing with accounting, all of the different departments that deal with these very upset students that are demanding more financial aid or all those things. And I pulled up a picture of a baby on the screen, and we talked about how this is where your customer started, innocent, wanting to belong, you know, just tender, and, and you know, imagine the one that drives you the most crazy starting out like that, and it's a little jarring because we forget that customers are people, yeah. and I had, uh, then I'd bring up another picture of a bunch of 
a bunch of rough-looking guys and talked about how they would feel if that was the person coming in to do the business with them. And then I said, oh, these are my kids. And then I, I pulled up another picture. So, you know, just showing them the you see things from one point of view, but if you shift and look at them another point of view, things change. And what was happening for the, you know, the staff is they were having these big ahas, not only about the students, but then we started looking at each other because the people you work with are your internal customers. So finding the way, and I'd say you have an internal Gladys, you have that person who's your biggest trigger, and that's your biggest opportunity for growth. And the feedback I got afterward, well, I got brought back four more times because at that particular college, it was a, a sticking point in breaking through that always way of looking at things. Mm-hmm. can be as simple as having an aha. One of the things I think that made the biggest impression for one was I would say, imagine your right hand and your left hand as two fists, and that right hand is the customer who is very angry. The left hand is you, and you're on the receiving end of a Gladys attack. So you just <laughs> imagine all that coming at you. And so what I say is that left hand that is you, that isn't really you. That is the problem that they're upset about. So if you can, in your mind, leave the problem where you're standing and emotionally stand next to your Gladys, then you can be the concierge, so to speak, helping attack that problem together as opposed to being attacked. And that's another one. As a matter of fact, I got a tweet today from somebody who said, you know, you changed the way I do business with my Gladys. She needed that example to see, oh, it's not me they're attacking. It's, yeah. it's the problem that they're attacking. And you think, yeah, at an intellectual level, we know it, but our bodies go into fight and flight when we're in the middle of their outrage. Of course. That's, that's brilliant to, to offer that visual, too, and to help people understand it's not about you. It's about this problem. And uh, to, to not take it so personally, we, we have to remember that um, because I've been in situations, of course, where, I mean, I've never abused anyone, I will say that, but where I'm very frustrated. And it's coming from somewhere. It's not just because I want to be crabby that day. It's coming from a series of things that that are making me unhappy or some frustration or, you know, maybe something that doesn't even come from the event for some people. You know, some moms might be absolutely frazzled because they've got you know, three crabby kids on their hands or sick kids on their hands today. So it's important to take it away from, from the personal viewpoint. And, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, as you're saying that, I remember someone standing up uh, recently in an audience and she said that she was being completely, um, abused by this person in the bookstore who was just really demanding and angry and whatever. And she decided in that moment, I'm going to treat him as if he was one of my favorite people. And she just went through the process. And two weeks later, she found out this young man committed suicide. So, I mean, it's so heartbreaking. She said, I am so grateful that I gave him that nice moment. Because, you know, everything about somebody's attitude has nothing to do with you and everything to do with the life that they're coming from. Yeah. So, you know, we don't, rather than have regret, if we could just look with eyes of compassion and translate, you know, if you translate rude into somebody who's willing to say what they want and somebody who's 
who's cheap, is really somebody who is concerned about money. All of a sudden, your heart opens, and it becomes that much easier. Oh, that's just a brilliant way just to transform your perspective. And I can't believe this, but we're already going into our second break here. So we'll be back with Marilyn Settled in just a moment. Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. I love it. Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen know it. Join these soul sisters on Toginet.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. Showcases two sides. One, to help entrepreneurs showcase their products and tell their story of their happily ever after. And two, to interview people who have realized their own fairy tale and doing something to benefit others. This show is here to help folks who have an idea and want to get it off the ground, as well as to inspire people to make the world a better place by doing something extraordinary or out of the box to help others. Both of these entrepreneurs have their own businesses and websites. With more information on their passions and successes, first for Debbie, FairytaleWishesInc.com. And for Deanna, TheNextBigZing.com. Believe in your fairy tale to make your zing come true. With the Soul Sisters, Debbie Glickman and Deanna Cohen on Toginet.com. Mobile is the future, and the future is now. Listen in each week, Tuesdays, 4 to 5 Central, to Brilliant Mobile Marketing with your host, Mobile Mary, as we simplify the hottest marketing channel, Mobile Marketing, and share secrets on how you can use mobile to be more brilliant, be more profitable, and have more fun in your industry. Join us each week to learn from brilliant business leaders on how to simply and easily capture a list of raving fans and turn them into loyal customers. This show will help business owners, authors, and speakers realize their own brilliance by tapping into the insights of fellow brilliant business leaders. We will also showcase brilliant tools, both traditional and digital, that will make you more brilliant in everything you do. Don't miss your date with Brilliant Mobile Marketing and your host, Mobile Mary, America's mobile marketing expert, as she shares her success strategies every Tuesday from 4 to 5 Central on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here this week on the Million Dollar Mindset with co-author Marilyn Suttle. Make sure to check out her book, Who's Your Gladys? How to Turn Even the Most Difficult Customer into Your Biggest Fan. Marilyn, tell us a little bit about Gladys. First of all, love the name. Perfect for the book. Love it. <laughs> Who <Thanks>. is she? <laughs> How do you know when you have a Gladys on your hands? What's, oh, what you know. <laughs> you Anybody, know. It, <laughs> it's that person who causes you to give more, do more, or it triggers your hot button. And we all have a different Gladys. So for some of us, it's that cold, austere person. 
or it might remind you of a, a mean teacher you had or a mean mom or whatever, somebody from your past, or maybe it's the one who's clueless and asking a million questions that you already answered, and oh my gosh, here we go again. Or it could be the one that's loud and demanding and in your face. Um, it could be a man or a woman, somebody young or old, but one thing's for sure, she causes you to feel that ugh, in your stomach, right, that, that feeling. And so she's that person where when you see the caller ID and that number is there, you just don't want to pick up the phone. <laughs> right, right, yeah. Right. And the oh, real Gladys, this, this was, the book was inspired, well, we found the Gladyses of 10 different companies, but the actual Gladys that made the first chapter and the, and the cover of the book was an actual woman who was a senior citizen moving from her home of many years to a retirement community. She called a moving company to come and quote the job. And and Chris, this young guy, comes in and instantly her first thing is like, don't you step on my carpet with those shoes. Just take those shoes off. Don't you see that kind of attacky kind of persnickety attitude. And he smiled. He got a kick out of it. He didn't get offended because he thought in his head, he thought, well, you look at that. She's not some old lady sitting in a rocking chair letting her life go by. She is bold and tenacious. She's got and, spunk. <laughs> yeah, spunk. Yeah, she's got that. She's got that personality. And so, you know, these kind of people are used to having people put up their defenses. And when you can keep your defenses down, not make it about you, there's a connection. And so they connected instantly. He got the job, and then sure enough, when you're dealing with somebody like this, on the moving day, no surprise, something happened, and they cracked her marble table. And that's a pretty upsetting thing for any customer, but Gladys especially, and the owner got on the phone to talk to her. Well, she wasn't going to hear of it. She wanted to talk to the guy who sold her on this company in the first place. And so, poor guy, you know, the owner said, uh, Chris, you got to get on the phone and talk to her. And And he said, no, I will not. And what he said is, she can't hear very well. If I get on the phone, it's just going to be difficult. I'm going to drive to her house. Now, do you have employees willing to do that? And think about it. For him... He realized that the way to make rapport quicker is to get into her world and what she needed. So not until she was done screaming and yelling was she going to hear any solution. It's sort of like, you know when you turn on the shower, Marla, and it's kind of cold and prickly water comes out? (laughs) And then the warm water flows, right? Right. Same thing with her. So you let the bad stuff out, and then, then he said, okay, we're going to... Take you to, uh, we're going to take it to a marble shop and have it repaired. If you aren't perfectly happy with it, we'll get you a new tabletop. And was she happy with it, do you suppose, Marla? Oh, of course. She probably no, invited no, no, no. that young man to lunch, right? Yeah, no, she was not. She, she was, was not happy. Oh, she was dear. not because wow, it, it wasn't takes a lot perfect enough. One. So, mm-hmm. you know, at this point, there, you know, you might cut your losses and say, well, I'm sorry, we did the best we could. It's a good job. Done. But they they treated her like they would treat every customer, any customer. They let her pick out a new marble tabletop. And now that's a lot of expense. You'd think, well, this woman's 87. Why would they put that kind of money and time toward this complaining little lady? Well, they did it because that's the way they do things, that culture. And here was the payoff. One thing they didn't anticipate was among senior citizens, they talk. They compare notes. And 
everybody moving into and out of that retirement community was told quite loudly by Gladys, you have to use this company. Do you know what they did for me? Do you think your company would do that? (laughs) She became a beacon of sales for that retirement community and all the satellite communities in that state. Oh, my goodness. Oh, what a nice story. Well, it took a lot to make that Gladys happy. (laughs) It did. And here's the thing. It usually doesn't take so much. We always have those extreme cases, and I've had so many people so angry. Why should we give this mean person such great things when she doesn't deserve it? Well, I'll tell you what, you know, those lenient return policies, there's a lot of people that do business just knowing that they could if they wanted to. And if somebody's going to abuse it a little bit, compared to the whole, you let it be okay. And especially if you build the relationship, because people are basically good, even though you may not always feel that way, they're basically good and they basically will follow the rules. It doesn't happen so much, though, unless there's certain things in place to call people out to be their highest and best self. Yeah, most certainly. What about... What about those things that need to be in place, Marilyn, other than the culture and and really demonstrating to your employees and such how you want customer service to be handled? What other things need to be in place to make your customer service a successful story? That's a really great question. So what I like to do is have two, there's two things. The first one is to make a list of every single customer touch point. And a customer touch point is any place from the moment they pull you up on their website, on the website or their phone, because people are using mobile these days, mm-hmm. are you making that easy for them? The, uh, trying to register for something, uh, the, when the, they get the phone call, return calls, emails, um, every touch point from the moment they start working with you all the way through to the very end. Do they get a follow-up from you afterward, or do they disappear after you've gotten their money? Mm-hmm. There are, if you look at each and every touch point, and just on a scale of 1 to 10, how well are you doing there? It, it's a simple question. What would be a 5% more you could do to make it even better? And en- engage your whole crew on it. Take a look. Ask the people who are at that touch point, what are you seeing? And then ask the customer, how's this going for you? There's a lot of non-intrusive ways to get customer feedback. They will tell you if you ask them in a way that doesn't annoy them. Right. This is a really important thing. The wrong way to do it, and so many people do this, how did you you like service today? How how were we? Was it good? And I'll say, yeah, it was good, or it was fine. Well, that's bad news. Yes. Because that's lip service. It means, um, yeah, yeah, whatever. And I can't tell you how many times I've ordered a bad meal and said, yeah, it's fine, because well, right. you know, what are you going to do? You just know you're not going to come back. Mm-hmm. 89% of people don't come back, and they don't tell you why, because you'll probably make them uncomfortable. We don't know how to do that piece. So the question to ask is, how can we make your stay here even better next time? Or how can we make your experience here even better? Because when you say even better, they don't feel like they're going to be giving you, you know, uh, criticisms, they're giving you just something even better. Because I'll tell you, most people are not complainers. This is where your Gladys is such a gift, because she'll tell you what nobody else will tell you. 
people are just not invested enough, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that actually happened to me in my practice last year. You know, in, in all my years of coaching, I've never, ever, ever had anyone ask for money back. And so I've never, it, you know, I know this sounds sounds basic, especially coming from a business coach, right? But I've never developed a policy or thought about what my policy would be should someone make that request someday. And I had a client who, who realized several sessions in to her package of 12 sessions that I just wasn't the right coach for her because she had problems that were different than actually the ones that she thought she had. And she revealed that through coaching, uh, but that she needed more of a consultant, basically. And she said, I would really like my money back. And I was so taken aback because, wait a minute, no. (laughs) Thankfully, um, my response was to her was, well, you know, you've had some time to think about this and I haven't. This is a surprise to me. So let's hang up and I'm just going to take an hour or two to think about this and I'll call you back. You know? mm, that was brilliant. Yeah, you know, and, and we did come to an agreement, but um, because I did, you know, I didn't think it was right to offer her money back for the sessions that she had because she had gained a lot, and she was fine with that, sure. you know. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so what? You know, we have these policies, right? But they have to be flexible. How can we teach people who are handling our policies to be what they're what they're uh, they are empowered to do in terms of flexibility? Well, that's a key thing. What are they empowered to do? I was working at a hospital system where the doctor would tell the the, um, the staff absolutely do not call me. Uh, between such and such a time, just no patient calls, period. But then he wanted to be a good guy with the patient, so he'd say, oh, call me any time. And so he looked good to them, but then they looked like the mean staff that was not letting him through, right? So he had a policy that he he himself wasn't following. Mm -hmm. That's a disempowered situation. It is. An empowered situation is to say, you know, Think about if you owned this company. If you were the owner of this company, how would you handle that problem? And usually you'll make the right decision coming from that space. So if it feels right to give a refund, a lot of companies will have what they call service recovery tools. will be like a t- literal toolbox that has gift cards or, you know, it could be a gas card if they came and the appointment was canceled and say, oh, we're so sorry, this isn't usually happened. Here's a gas card for your trouble for driving in today. Um, so give them a, a variety of tools that they could use at their own discretion and maybe even a discretionary amount of money where they could they could um, use that. Like there was a, a, a child who was crying in a, in a, a particular establishment and they bought a little teddy bear for that child who had been hurt and it just made everybody so happy but they didn't have to go find the manager explain the whole thing make them wait that is dreadful if you can can't trust your people why did you hire those people what kind of culture did you create fabulous point Marilyn we're going into our final break we'll be right back here with Marilyn Suttle and you'll find her at MarilynSuttle.com Unlocking the secrets in you to create a happier, more balanced life. 
through abundant thinking and attraction power. It's the Million Dollar Mindset with Marlon Tabaka. And we'll be right back after these. Information about book publishing is power. The power to change your authoring life and the power to change the lives of your readers. So join us for Your Guide to Book Publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 Pacific on the Rockstar Radio Network. We'll hear about statistics, scenarios, and strategies on what to do now. As the book shepherd, Dr. Judith Bryles is in. And each week, she will include publishing professionals that will reveal tips and secrets to the author's journey. If there is a book in you, you want to listen, learn, and yes, call in with your questions each week. For more on Judith and what she can do for you, check out her website, thebookshepherd.com. It's your guide to book publishing. Everything you want to know but didn't know what to ask. Brought to you by Author You and The Book Shepherd. With your host, Dr. Judith Bryles. Thursday evenings at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. On the Rockstar Radio Network. Get the competitive edge and take your success to the next level with the Gold Medal Success Show and your host, Forrest Fisher, six-time U.S. National Gold Medalist. Tune in every Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central, 6 Pacific, here on the Rockstar Radio Network as Forrest gives you access into the mindset of true champions and helps you apply these success principles to your life and business for immediate results. Each show will feature guest athletes and business experts who have achieved tremendous success and are ready to share their their stories of struggle, glory, tragedy, and triumph. Revealing tips and strategies Forrest and these guest experts use to propel themselves to world-class success. Many people live their whole lives wanting more. The Gold Medal Success Show will demonstrate that anyone can have a more fulfilling and satisfying life when they put a few basic principles into play. Make every day game day with the Gold Medal Success Show each Thursday morning at 8 a.m. Central here on the Rockstar Radio Network. Welcome back to the Million Dollar Mindset. If you're ready for a big change in your work, your career, your happiness, your life, it all starts with attitude, and Marla is here to help. It's the Million Dollar Mindset on Toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Marla Tabaka. And we're here today with success coach Marilyn Suttle, who helps people unravel limiting beliefs and, and become the experts of their own lives. I love that. We have that in common, Marilyn. We're together on it. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> uh, so, Marilyn, I'm, I'm sitting here in, in my office, and I, I love my office. And I, I know that feeling comfortable in one's environment will definitely contribute to how we treat others. What what do you see as the important pieces of our environment, some shifts that we might be able to make in our environment to achieve our business goals? I think our environments call us forth. You know, they, they either drag us down or make it really easy to succeed. Mm-hmm. And I love hearing that you feel so good in your office because I, I'm going to guess that if you look around your office, you may see symbols of success that remind you of the things you've done. Yeah. You probably see, do you? I, you tell, mm-hmm. tell us a few things that make you feel good as you're looking around the room. Well, I see some of my favorite quotes. First of all, the colors are just both um, invigorating and calming to me. It's a nice combination of colors. I see all my certifications and everything. And, you know, I see my vision board and my favorite quotes and my Buddha and my candles and all the things that make me feel good. Yet my dog under the desk. (laughs) 
Oh, that's great. And as you're saying that, I'm looking at my vision board, and I'm seeing my candle lit and the flowers that I have in the There you go. The yes, flowers, flowers so I, We have that in common. And I think that successful people have that in common. It's creating an environment that makes it easy to do good work. I was talking to a principal of a, a school, and I said, please, can we take this down? Because on his door, on the inside of his door, was a picture of, uh, you know, those dartboards, and it said, bang head here. No. Which is, it's funny. You know, it's, it's supposed funny. to be funny, bang head here. But it, the expectation is uh, problems about to walk in the door. You know, and so that's not supportive. And then I also worked with an HR professional who had a big board in her office. She had a seat where people would sit and face her and talk to her for meetings. And behind it was a big board that had all kinds of things. But one of the things that was on there was smile. And she would, because she had that kind of serious face and she was talking about serious matters. And so she realized she could look very intimidating. And that word reminded her, she was talking to this person, to smile at them. So it was something to call her forth into her better self and be more productive with people. And one quick way to get there, to create that, is to take a pad of paper and walk through your business, creating an irritation list. What irritates you? you know, is there a nick on the wall? Is there a ripped up carpet? Is there you know, a dirt in the bathroom, a dirty bathroom? You know, what is it that takes a little bit of your energy each time you pass it thinking, ugh? Um, because that energy sucker is going to affect your productivity and probably those of the people who work with you and come into the business as well. So once you have the irritation list, you only look at what you don't want to create what you do want. Mm. And from there, you could put... A timetable. I remember doing this in my home, and we, we needed to have a new roof, and we weren't going to do it that year. But somehow when I had 2011, that will happen. I could just breathe because I knew the following year we'd have a new roof. You know, So it doesn't matter if it's a year out or two years out or a week out. Who can you delegate it to? Who could do it You know, so that you're not doing everything? What can you do and by when? Now, mm-hmm. as you – I mean, it just zips through – and creates the most enriching environment for you. It does. And and I've had that experience where, you know, my home is at that 27, 28 year old mark. So things are starting to fall apart, but you know, you live here. And so when you're in the environment all the time, you don't necessarily see it with a fresh eye. And so I love what you said about making a list. And that's exactly what I did. I went through, you know, viewing it from someone else's eyes and Mm -hmm. I made a list of the things and and you know I only took one piece of paper with me which wasn't enough and so that was kind of distressing but uh, you know I I did and you know solopreneurs you know sometimes they struggle with finances Mm -hmm. or whatever and we mentioned the vision board earlier well you just need to put some of those things on the vision board like you did with your roof just knowing it was going to happen really creates a level of comfort absolutely and then having the symbols of success that that's mm-hmm. like you know the diplomas on the wall the achievements remind you and you could have a feel good file because there are going to be times when you're going to have a rough time your rough day mm-hmm. a rough situation and it might just reinvigorate you into why you went into this field in the first place. If you can open a little box and yeah. see the thank you letter from a happy client and remember, just touch and, and look at the things that that made you feel good about what you're doing. 
Yeah, yeah. And um, well, I'd like to share a tip of, of my own because you're right. Those things come in so ha- handy when you're not feeling great. And when a client writes me or someone writes me to thank me for something, I copy and paste, you know, one or two of those sentences, the most significant piece of the email into a document. And Mm -hmm. I keep that document on my desktop. And, you know, there's always a time when you begin to doubt yourself for a little while or what have you. You know what happens to all of us? We're human. I love to open that up and just to read through those things as a reminder of what, how I can help people and the difference it can make. So Right, right. And then having, you know, your role models in mind. Sometimes Mm -hmm. when you're in a really sticky situation, um, have the books of role models or have have a place where you can visibly see or recall a role model in a particular area that you're struggling in mm-hmm. so that you could say, well, how would that person do it? Or how would the person who I'd like to see myself being do the thing I'm about to do? You know, there's little small shifts in the way you approach the thing that's stopping you that has the breakthroughs. And when you have a huge staff, having a big board where people could put their all their successes or all the things that their warm fuzzies, whether it's in public where the customers can see it or behind the scenes. Um, This is something you could do as a team as well. I like that. I like that. So we're on this topic of really nurturing yourself in some way, which brings us to the self-care topic, which I notice that you are a certified self-esteem facilitator, which is so interesting. What are some of the things, yeah, what are are some of the things in self-care that are certain ways to attract new clients and keep customers coming back? Why is that important? Well, just imagine that you are about to spend a lot of money and you had to pick between two professionals to do business with. You walked into one professional's office, and she looked haggard and stressed. She had you know, all kinds of good quotes about herself. The website looked great and everything, but she looked like she had been working all night, just so, so stressed. Right. And then you go to the other place, and she has bright eyes, and she looks well put together, and she just has a lot of energy about her, kind of that vibrancy that tells you that she's taking care of herself. Which mm-hmm. professional are you more likely to do business with? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You're going to go with that healthy, vibrant person because you feel right. better around them. And it's not about and the prettier one. I think it's, if no. we're talking to women in particular, it's not about the, your size. It's not about any of that type of thing. It's mm-hmm. about the vibrancy in your being that makes people feel like they trust you. So. Right. That means, and, you know, it's a funny thing. I was on a, I was on a money seminar as a guest, and the the woman who was hosting it, she said, "It's funny you should say that because I, I do not let a week go by without getting a massage, having my nails done, taking a bubble bath." Like she went on this long list, and well, no wonder she became a millionaire before thirty because she mm-hmm. realized that. If you put self-care into the equation, you're more trustworthy because if you're going to be trusted with their business and you can't be trusted with your own being, there's an incongruence. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's important to take time away from the business and do the things that, uh, that you deserve, I always tell my clients. Well, even in the business, sometimes a 15-minute nap Mm-hmm. could make you more productive and have a creative solution. And I see as I go through businesses, I was at a digital ad agency last week, and they have the most wonderful reclining chairs. 
mm-hmm. for people, and they could close the door, you know, close the door and relax, and and yeah. close, you know, close your eyes and let everything out for fifteen minutes. That's uh, I think Google has that, don't they? Yeah, they have uh, Google. Nap yeah, Google has nap pods. Where right. It's a, it's a, a self encased little pod that um, that their employees can sneak into. You know, we're nearing the end of the show already, Marilyn. <laughs> We've got about two minutes and I'd like to give you the opportunity to tell us about your customer service roadmap because it sounds fascinating. Oh, thank you. I'm so excited about it. We, we had a professional video uh, creation done for a year-long program that's uh, 12 modules that they're short modules to watch, but what they do is they get right to the heart of key culture-changing customer service practices, and we have, along with it, facilitator's guides, so you could train your staff in-house, or you could have it all online. We have pre-tests, post-tests. We, we set it up so that it could be done by employees individually, by teams at work, um, in multiple ways. So I'm just so thrilled that it's out, and um, there's a preview course. You can see an entire module and even download the whole thing and use it to, wow. to test it out if you'd like. So, okay. um, um, yeah, and I'm just I'm so excited because every session talks about some specific piece that makes such a difference, whether it's reframing or managing mistakes or champion thinking or mm-hmm. all the little pieces that are so essential. And so, where do we find this fabulous tool? Oh, if you go to businesstrainingexperts.com backslash service. Let me say that again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> businesstrainingexperts.com backslash service. That's where you'll find the, the course materials, the preview course, and all the details. Well, Marilyn, I am going to head over there and check it out myself. Thank you so much. And thank you for being on the Million Dollar Mindset today. I just love everything that you had to say. And it's just been a pleasure to have you here, Marilyn. Well, Marla, what you are doing is just so important. And I love the way that you you have reached such a large audience. And I could see why, yeah. because you, you bring content that people really need. And you interview in such a way that it makes it really easy for me. I love Aww, that. You're so <laughs> sweet. Thank you, Marilyn. And everyone out there listening, please make sure to head over to Inc.com slash author slash Marla hyphen tobacco and check out Turn Your Toughest Customer into Your Biggest Fan. And uh, that is my interview with Marilyn. And you will certainly gain a lot from that, too. We'll see you all here next week. Thanks for joining us on The Million Dollar Mindset. Thank you for being a part of the Million Dollar Mindset with Marla Tabaka on Toginet. If you've always known there was more out there for you, but you just weren't sure how to get there, and if